the few that there are, I guess. So welcome, everyone. I, I want to first acknowledge some of the folks who I think the first time here, at least for a while. Um, Matthew and Amanda and your family. Would you all please stand and, and say your names uh, for those who don't know who you are? Would you please, your family, please stand. I really want to acknowledge you guys. Welcome. Let's give them a big hand. <clears throat> and where's number four? I don't see her. Oh, there, there she is. Yeah, hiding kind of camouflage into the seats over there. So please state your name starting right over here. Trina D. Is that, are you Braden? Braden? All right. Oh, those are your parents. Welcome. And your names? Joe? Jim and Sharon, welcome. Okay, so I heard a little, I, I only met, talked to Matthew a few times because of this whole separation thing, but I think you mentioned you guys moved out with you, right? With That is so awesome. Bunch of Michiganders. <clears throat> Michiganders moved our way. That's awesome. <clears throat> welcome. I'm just really, really happy to see you folks. You don't have to keep standing unless you want to, but... Um, Thank you for, yeah, that just, it blesses my heart because um, Matthew was a, yeah, bless my heart because he used to run a wood miser, that's what. Uh, he was an awesome worker back, I think he still is, but he ran our sawmill when he was like 15, and I had the privilege of being his boss, and, and then here you are back here again with your family. It's almost like, uh, like uh, Israel finally moved back to the promised land. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Hey, there you go. Well, I'm glad I heard about you. Glad to, to see you here. So it's a big deal. Really just blesses my our hearts to see you here and that we can get together again, finally. <clears throat> and let's see who else is not is a stranger here. There's a there's a, a sleigh ball girl over there. What's your name? Brenda. It'd be uh, Tina's sister Brenda. And, and mother. Betty, yeah, welcome. If I miss somebody, I'm sorry, but I think those are all the new attendees. So, yeah, wow. Thank you, Lord. I guess, you know, if you have something to announce, you can tell me. I'll just do the, get that out of the way right now. Tonight at 6.30 is our, excuse me, can you give me the water, please? I There's something in my throat. Uh, I got uh, right under the chair. I got water, Rebecca. Um, tonight at 6.30 is our monthly singing. And for those who haven't uh, attended that yet, I'll just describe it. It's something we've done for a number of years. The first Sunday of every month. We missed last month, so it's been two months now. But we, we come, and, and the important thing is you bring a snack. Uh, unless you're a visitor, don't bring a snack. But uh, bring some food for afterwards. But no. Seriously, um, it's a place where we have complete freedom to share a song or a short testimony. Thank you. And it's always very interesting, and, and it's different every time, but, excuse me, um, it's, uh, it's rich. A lot of times, the little children, everyone from small children who can't even read yet will sing something to... Oh, some of the white-haired guys do yodels. I mean, anything in between, bluegrass. You, you, you bring it on. Bring it, bring it on. So, uh, 
in a short, it's not the time for a, a long sermon, but five-minute clip of something. Just, so bring, bring something tonight. You know, if you feel intimidated, it probably is, means because you're supposed to say something. So don't be afraid. Just share. It, it's, not, it's for sharing and edifying the rest of us. So if you don't share, then you're, you're stealing from the rest of us. We're not getting to hear what you have to say or to sing. So it's always really, really fun. And it's just been very rich. So I encourage you, you know, develop your talents and sing, play something. So that's tonight at 6.30. Hope to see you all here. And bring someone along. If you have a friend, bring, bring them along. Next Saturday over here at the school is the end of school program for the children at 11, 11 o'clock. And do people all bring their food, some food? They will let people know what to bring. And, and so we'll, we'll do the, the program for the children and eat some food and play softball afterwards. So anything else? <clears throat> so does somebody want to start off with uh, just a few of you, a, a little clip, testimony, a few minutes, something that's bursting, share with us, get us warmed up. There's got to be somebody. Last week you went for like, half hour, 45 minutes. That was like the main event last week. Nobody? Well, you can think about it. Um, I'm sure there's testimonies bursting. So I'll, I'll pray, and then if somebody wants to come up after that, you, 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 still, you can come up, share, share a minute. So let's let maybe stand, stand together, get our little exercise and wiggle around a little bit. Let's pray together. And just agree together. I, I feel like let's lift up Lloyd, Benjamin, and Stephen. And uh, I'll just describe briefly. They're in Indiana with their family in Indiana who have been going through some, some struggles. But I hear a report that it's going well. So, Lord, we, we thank you. We, we lift up Lloyd, Benjamin, and Stephen together this morning. They're with uh, the small family there in Indiana. And you're going to see, they're, they're going to see breakthrough because that's what, who you are. They've already seen some pretty major shifts. So we lift them up. We speak to the situation that the, that uh, small body of believers, that family there is, is valuable, is, is worth salvaging, is worth seeing come to their, their destiny and to do great exploits. So we thank, thank you, Lord. We believe in them. We speak life over the place. That something, a life would come out of that and, and just amazing fruit. And we ask you, Lord, you bless each of us today and those of our, who aren't here, our families, our, our relatives, our friends. We ask you to bless each one, all of them today. And those who are still in quarantine, be with them, Lord, across the, you know, this nation. Lord, we ask you to be with the ones who can't gather. And that quickly the church can get back together physically in the same room. It's important. We, we declare that in Jesus' name. Thank you for this day. Amen. My, it feels like my voice is giving out. I don't know what's going on. That's really, really uh, something because I haven't been yelling at my wife or anything. I don't know what's going on with my, my voice. I haven't been yelling at my children or anything. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Uh, there's a. <clears throat> there's something about. Declaring, you know, we know this, you know, power of, of uh, power of life and death is in the tongue. 
And this morning, as as the as the team up here led us in worship, and you know the songs and and the, some of the things that were said or prayed, you know, spoken, they were spoken out. It's like the prayers or the worship spoken into the atmosphere. You know, it does a number of things. It encourages us. We get in the mood to worship, and we feel the Lord, and everything's awesome. And but it's like a declaration that that goes out. We're speaking, like singing into the atmosphere, and the and the uh, the, the powers and the, the the evil powers and the and the and the angels they all hear this and they 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 uh, it activates the the angels it activates the principle the, the good it activates the heavenly host for us but something about making a statement here in uh, the Psalm two part of today what's on my heart is I don't want to overly focus on it, but you know some of the, the thing that the, the whole world is going through with the pandemic. Is definitely on our hearts, and it's from the enemy to keep the people apart and to do all kinds of destruction. So I'm not going to read all of Psalm two. That's not my message, but there's something here I want to point out. It, it talks about why the nations rage and the people's plot in vain. These principalities, these evil powers, have brought this upon the globe. <clears throat> and of course, uh, the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridicules them, and so on. He says, I have installed my king on my on Zion, my holy mountain. But here's the point I want to make. So the the principalities have just brewed are just brewing and then they they're they're getting they got they put this on the planet. In verse seven, uh, David says, I will declare the Lord's decree. And and he just he just goes on. But he is he's declaring. That's all I'll say about that. Psalm two, he's he's gonna speak the Lord's decree. All the raging, all the chaos and the destruction yeah that's what's happening and it's from the evil powers it's a global global onslaught to try to shut us down try to destroy us to kill people literally kill steal destroy shut down keep apart try to break churches up break people up uh and and that's just you know try to keep people six feet apart you know it's like we we're talking this morning with matthew there's there's something about that we respect and we honor that the government we do what we can to be respectful and to took our our space and took our time you know we had had to do that and then also we don't bow to that to that virus it's both we we're, we're respectful to the government and so on but we also are not going to bow to that virus it's both if you take just one then you're going to get lopsided so it's it's both at the same time and i think we did well with that i felt like the church as a whole in america did well they didn't I didn't see much rebellion or you know, making a big fuss about it. We just did what it had to do, but we're not bowing under it. We're going to rise up better than before. So, uh, see where I'm at here. Declaring. The Psalm 68, God arises, his enemies scatter, and those who hate him flee from his presence. I feel like that. God's rising. He's, he rises. He's already, already risen. He's 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 in the forefront. His enemies scatter. This virus is going to scatter. And then in verse four it says, "Sorry, verse three, uh, three, three, But the righteous are glad. It's talking about how the wicked and the enemies are are being destroyed. But the righteous are glad. They rejoice before God and celebrate with joy." Verse 4, sing to God, sing praises to his name. 
exalt him who rides on the clouds. It goes on. Uh, so here, here things are, are in chaos. And what do we do? We, we, we're glad. We're happy. We sing. We praise. We don't stay in that, in that place of chaos. And Psalm 90. Now this is something everyone's so familiar with. I think I spoke about this a while back recently on the uh, virus thing. But Psalm 91, we're very familiar with it. Some in here could quote the whole thing in King James, I'm sure. Um, but Psalm 91 is about the protection uh, of the Lord. It's really awesome. You're very familiar with it. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. And there's so much in here, but something that really stands out, underlined, verse 2, I will say concerning the Lord. He's saying, again, he's speaking something. He's, he's going to say it. And so many things, I believe, if, we, if they're unsaid, they won't get done. Now, we know that God is sovereign. You know, he, he owns the world. We don't own it. We are his governors. We, are his, we rule. We're supposed to rule and, and uh, take care of the earth. But he owns it. But, so we know he can, he can utter a word and, and it just happens. He, he does a lot of that. He does a lot of things. He, he sends the angels on assignments. They just do it. Other things he wants us to do. He wants us to say. say. He wants us to declare things and they'll happen. So we need to speak. If we don't, uh, that might not. That whatever we're supposed to speak just isn't going to happen. It's not going to come to pass. So we have a great responsibility to be in tune with the Lord. And it could be during our our daily life, daily walk, just whatever we're doing, wherever we're at, every one of us, to speak, to speak the the word to somebody or something, or it might it may not be out in public, or it might not be might not look like it's high, you know, big and powerful. But it can change something, change destiny, change things. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge? And my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It goes on. He, you know, he, he's going to rescue us from the plague and cover us with his feathers. On, it just goes on and on. You will not fear the terror of the night and the pestilence and the plague and all that. Plague. How do you pronounce that? Plague? She corrects me every time. I thought it's plague. Is it Plague. Okay, got to get that right. Virus, yeah, it's easier. So, uh, verse 9, Because you have made the Lord my refuge, the most high, your dwelling place, no harm will come to you. No plague will come near your tent. It just goes on. You know, we know we're very familiar. We, we, the number one thing for us is to, just to be connected to the vine, to be connect, connected to the vine, and that personal connection every day, just just all the time with. And I felt like in the last months there was a lot of. Probably you can identify with it. Felt like me sometimes just storms like chaos. Like I had to step back, take a breath. Okay, slow down, LB. You know, slow. You know, breathe. Just you know, chill. I, I was like, I, I, my mind goes too fast. It's my nature anyhow, and, and just. And sometimes I had just said, just okay, slow down, just take a breath, and you know, I don't know, just have dinner. You know, just slow down, breathe, let the Lord do something here instead of me just go, 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 go. You know, just uh, endlessly going and trying to fix everything. Um, 
That's probably not just me. It makes me feel better, at least. Probably not just me. Because we're, we're hit with, with decisions, things every day. We just got to go, go. Okay, this is important, but stop. You know, um, it's more important sometimes to stop. The, the problem's not going to go. It'll, it'll still be there when I catch my breath. It'll still be there tomorrow. How about breathing and praying? You know, talk to the Lord. Connect to the vine. Just connect with Him, and take a little time. See, can you can you get this? Take you know, maybe He can figure it out for us. Give the Lord a little bit more space. You know, because it's true, we are involved. We have to, you know, declare and do all. But sometimes just breathe and let Him. So He's got to be our dwelling place. And so that's why I'm practicing to not uh, these very important. I think are so important things. Well, okay, I'm not. I'm not downplaying their importance. Can't I can't ignore the things I have to deal with. Can't. It'll be there tomorrow. But maybe just give the Lord a little, a little bit more space. He can work it out. So we connect with the Lord, and then so the whole thing goes down. He's protecting us until uh, verse twelve. The last verse or the, or the, here says they will support the angels will support you with their hands so that, that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Then it shifts in verse 13 and says, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. So all this protection all the way down to there, all of a sudden he it switches. And what's the purpose of our being protected? It's we are to uh, not just sit there and have a, a shield around us, but we are to, you know, we tread on the enemy. We tread on the serpent. We are, we, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the young lion and the serpent. We, we crush Satan under our feet. We go on the offensive. And so it's not just being protected. It's moving into, you know, dominion. We're taking, we're, we're to take him out. Then he continues on. He just God's continues to protect. Says protect. I will deliver and protect him. When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will, be, I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him honor. I will satisfy him with a long life and show him my salvation. So I see the, the protection, and we're thankful for. I don't know of anybody who got the virus, and there, there's a lot of people who did, but. The Lord's protecting us, and He He wants us to to not just become comfortable in our protection, but to move out. And you know, we're we're to see the kingdom expand, His His glory and His beauty expand wherever we go. So I want to switch and go to Mark four. Mark 4.35. Well, if I, just the first uh, part of the chapter, he's, he's by the sea, and he would have been over by the, on the west side of the sea where Tiberius is at, and then he went across the other side. There's a large crowd 
gathered around him. He got in the boat and sat down. Now, that's the first part of the chapter. But over in verse 35, um, that he was pre uh, preaching all, all day in this boat. And I imagine it would have been near Tiberias. And that's about halfway up the lake or Sea of Galilee on the west side. And then they crossed over. The reason we know it was there because when they got to the other side, they were by the, the demon-possessed man, which was on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. That would make sense that the crowds were over by the city. Now, so they, uh, verse 35, on that day when the evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. So they left the crowd and took him along since he was in the boat. And other boats were with him. I don't know if they were following him or what. Interesting. A great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking over the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. He was in the stern sleeping on the cushion. So they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? And they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. So there's, you know, he was sleeping in the storm. And so they might have been all been better off sleeping in the storm with him probably like us, they have a hard time sleeping in the storm. But he nothing would ruffle him. No storm would ruffle him. He slept through the storm. And so, either we have to learn how to take naps in storms, or learn how to stop the, stop the storm. He, he did both. He was able to sleep in the storm. He was able to, they woke him up, and then he was able to stop the storm. And they weren't able to either. They couldn't sleep in the storm, and they couldn't stop the storm. So we have a we have two options either. You know, if we can't, because some storms we can't stop, like the storm of this this virus right now. None of us seem to be able to stop it. It was it was it just was what it was is what it is, and it you know we can yell at the storm till we're hoarse. Probably won't make a lot of difference. Or we, you know, we can go and have a nap in the storm. Um, but a lot of people, a lot of us can't can't do either. That's where we have to learn. Either, you know, if we can't stop a storm, then we need to learn how to to rest inside the storm. And and he was able to do both. <clears throat> There's um, in. 1906, I think it was 1906, was the Azusa Revival. It's a worldwide revival where the Holy Spirit came and, and just amazing. Most of us know that. Some of us were down by the Azusa area where it happened, where it kind of was launched or where it hit the Azusa Revival in LA. But the years before that, there were massive, massive uh, crusades all over the world in stadiums or in, like in tents where the, the word was put, you know, the, uh, spoke, the word was spoken just all over the world. And it was pre a preparation for the, and then when, when, the, when the match was lit on the tinder, 
it was ripe. It just spread all over. It was ready. A lot of foundation had been laid before that. A lot of work had been done by many people all over the globe. They don't maybe hear as much about. But there was lots of preparation before Azusa, before the revival, before that Holy Spirit outpouring hit. It was it was almost instant. It was explosive all over the, you know, all over the globe. It spread like millions and millions of people were affected. Changed the church forever. But I, I feel like this, this time we're in, there, we, we all hear this so much. We talk, we believe it. There's a worldwide harvest coming, worldwide revival coming. And we're, I mean, we're, it's, it's already happening. I'm not saying it's going to, it's already here, but it'll become even more. But it's, it's in process. It's already happening. That's, that's, it's harvest time. It's coming. It's here. It's probably going to explode more than we know right now. But it's like this, there's been, if you think about the last decade or the last season, there's been lots of, there's been lots of, you know, uh, ministries that have just been putting it out there for years, decades. There's, uh, I think of Lou Engel, I think of, you know, stadiums full of people. I think of uh, Franklin Graham and what's his name? Uh, he died, uh, the great evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke. I mean, there's just, there's a bunch all over the world who's been putting it out there. Um, if you were to, if you were to track all of them, there's there's a lot of them, conferences and gatherings where people are being primed. And, you know, there's a lot more happening than we probably can even imagine. It has been happening, preparing the ground, and the devil took this opportunity with this virus to try to shut it down. That's what I feel. I mean, he's not going to succeed at it, but that's. That's what has been happening. That's what this is, I think. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe that's oversimplifying it. I feel he's just trying to shut shut something down. Destroy whatever he can kill, whatever, just whatever. It doesn't really matter how he does it, but one of the things is he wants to shut the gatherings down, shut people coming together down, shut the stadiums down, shut you know, you know so people can't be together. And he's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work out for him. So, I just declare it's not going to work out for him. And so I just feel like there's been so much prepared in the world in to prepare for a, for a great harvest, a great revival. And the devil somehow knows it. He doesn't know, doesn't know everything. He, he knows some things. He can track along somewhat. With what he can see, he kind of knows kind of what's going, a little bit what's going on, but he can't get inside the Holy Spirit. He can't get it inside of us and discern really what's going on. He just, I don't know. He he can see partially, as as a carnal person can see. That's all. That's not. He can only see from a carnal, carnal, dark point of view, and so he knows something, and just just wreak, tries to wreak havoc. It's, you ever notice when there's a, <clears throat> these principalities are in place like globally or, or nationally, when something happens like the whole nation does it, or the whole world does it. Like um, when the devil decides it's time for impeachment, you know, the whole nation did impeachment. That's all you see. If you, if you're, if you look, maybe you shouldn't look, but if you watch news, that's what 
every, you know, about 90% is doing for about two months. Like sheep, can't they do something else too? No, that's all they do. It's all, it's all you hear. It's, it's disgusting. That's all you would hear for a long, long time. And then, and this is not about politics, but I'm just saying about the principalities that are in place. The devil, you know, they hatch up another scheme and it, and it spreads throughout, like spreads throughout. This is my description. I could be wrong. This is what I, what I feel. He hatches up a scheme or they see what's happening. So they, let's do this. So they just, the, in this case, it pretty much was over the nation. So all the news outlets and everyone, that's all they did. Just They just did impeachment. They were stupid enough to do that. And then all of a sudden, he goes, oh, okay, that's not going to work out. So it, like quickly it fades all of a sudden. And then, then, the whole, then the whole thing fades again at the same time. Why didn't some of it keep going? It all just, it's all together. Notice, it, the subject is always the same. Like the whole, all of them do the same thing, just parrot each other. So, because that's the instruction he gives his, his demons. The next thing was, I don't know what the next thing is. You know, all of a sudden, you could see it coming. A little virus, and then pretty quick, before you know it, the whole world's into it. Because, he, you know, it affected the whole world, but that's all there is. Or 95% of what there is. Just, just that. And then he, t- he rides it as long as he can. But now I feel like it's losing steam. Like it's losing. It doesn't have the, quite the power it did. And it's starting to diminish. And all of a sudden you'll see the thing just. <clears throat> it'll, it'll go out like a balloon popping or losing its air or a tire flattening. So look for the next thing. And he'll have something else. It's, it's ridiculous. But it, he, he's not smart enough to do two things at one time. He can't even chew bubblegum. And talk at the same time. He just does like one thing. That's just my version of it. But so, so we can identify. I think it's a. I think it's a global uh, demonic strategy. I, I could be wrong. I just I feel that. That's. So what what's next? Um, we know all of his schemes. They come to naught. Think about World War One or World War Two. The worst thing that ever hit humankind. The worst crisis, war, and it just—it was the ugliest thing that ever happened to the world. Maybe since the flood, I don't know. But um, that I, I'm sure I'm, I'm thinking, people back in that, you know, Americans, people back then thought this is it. This is it. It can't. It can't get any worse than that. They're blowing everything up, blowing it, just killing everyone. Blow, it was awful. You know, the. Two generations, one or two generations ago, lived through that. And the horror of it. You know, what was it? 100 million people died. So, I mean, you, it doesn't, you can't even concoct anything worse than that, I don't think. Just killing and destroying everything in your, in your path. It's bad as it gets. So you have to think, this end, Jesus is coming, and this is it. But it wasn't. So it passed, and, and the world recovered completely. And how, how can that even. How can you do that much damage and in a few years it's recovered completely? I was looking at something on, after World War II, uh, a documentary, I believe it was. This is way off the subject, but I guess I'll just say it. Of interesting how, I guess it's on subject, how resilient God's people, how people are, how, how he has made mankind to recover and to rebuild and to, you know, go on. That's a God thing. He, he, the earth heals itself and he heals people. So I was looking at this documentary. I forget what it was. 
Netflix or somewhere, but it's I think maybe an hour long. It was a it was showing uh, um, footage from the air after World War II, I think, on destroyed villages and destroyed areas. Then you know five years later, ten years later, you know the the restoration. It's absolutely astounding. Like and they rebuilt most of the places just like they were before, in five years. Like this village with was just flat. There's not not a, not a stone up, not a stone left on top of each other. France, powder, complete rubble, hundred percent. Just there's just black, nothing there. Completely flattened, and, and I don't know five or ten years later, it's all there, with all the red roofs, just like before, and the cathedral. And I'm like, how do people do that? Yeah, you know, it, and they, you go there now, it's all. It's, it looks like it was mostly before that even happened. So that does seem like off subject. But God, I guess in this, to bring that forward, this is a bad thing that happened. That's happening. That the devil's doing, has done. But we need to have a posture that, you know, we're going to get through the other side. Oh, like here, that's, that's what I want. Yeah. On verse, verse 35. On that day when evening had come, he told them, let's cross over to the other side of the sea. Now, I imagine he knew there's going to be a storm. I, he's God, so he would have known it. We're going to go over to the other side. Why? Probably just to get away from the people. I mean, he's preaching all day long. And he didn't just have these half-hour little sermons like we have. He was preaching like morning till night. He would have been totally exhausted and probably hungry. I mean, how... He, he was he was also human, so he got tired, like crazy tired. He had to get away and just go breathe somewhere else. So I imagine that's why they went across to the other side. They also probably knew that the, the demonic guy is waiting on the other side. Maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was limited in some ways, like a human, possible. Maybe he just took it as it came and didn't know. I don't know. That's possible. Maybe he didn't know all those things. Yeah, exactly, the exact point. So he, he. I, I like to, I don't know, it's just interesting to, to, to think, did Jesus know the storm's coming? Did he know the demons on the other side? There's a possibility that he didn't, because he needed to get away. He was there all day. He was completely exhausted from talking, just all day. I mean, it drains you. I don't care if you're God or not. He was a human, and he was tired. I mean, that's, that would tire God out probably, no. No, but from in his humanity, he was tired. So let's just imagine maybe he didn't know. So he went to sleep, and then maybe he did. I don't know, but bottom line, they went across, and, the, and they were going to be destroyed because of the, of the wind, and the, they were going to all, all be drowned because what was waiting on the other side was a breakthrough for this guy, for this demon-possessed guy in chains. So we know the story went across. Next day, uh, there was a great, a great deliverance on the other side, and we know that story too. Uh, all the demons went into the pigs. That was a lot of bacon that went into the into the ocean. I don't quit eating bacon because I was you were there when you fell up. I had a toothache. I got some bacon underneath my crown, and I think it affected my tooth. A piece of bacon stuck underneath there. It uh, it sticks in my teeth something terrible. It's the worst food for my teeth. It's bacon. 
but it's the tastiest thing in the in the world. So tasty. But they didn't eat they didn't eat bacon. The pigs all went and drowned. But uh, so we're crossing over. We're in the we have been through a storm, and we're going to get through the storm. The globe's going to get through the storm just like it did other other storms. And there's going to be more storms coming. It's it's there's World War One, World War Two. There's Vietnam. There's there's hundreds of storms that the globe has faced since World War Two, and we've come to all of them. And I'm of the belief anymore that to stop looking at the terrible things. Oh, Jesus is coming now. Um, I just see it's that's been happening since Jesus was here. Terrible things have come. And that's not the sign of his return. In fact, he said, when the wars, rumors of wars, and all these things happen, that's not the sign of the end. He specifically said that. But for some reason, Christians take bad things like that. Oh, he's coming now. He said, that's not the sign of his coming. Matthew 24. I, I got to see this. It's funny. Um, I don't remember who the man was. So it was a visitor many years ago. He was in the office. And there was something going on. Uh, in the politics, might have been during the Obama years, something was going on, the health care thing or something, trying to bring something, some liberal thing was coming in. It was gay marriage. I forget. It was something bad was coming in. They're doing this whole thing. And he was shook up and he said, uh, this man said uh, that he really believes Jesus is coming soon because he heard rumors of they're going to. Uh, Take out the electrical grid nationwide, like the government's going to like shut it, shut down all the electricity. And when that happens, that's he's going to come back. Jesus is coming back. I didn't say anything to the guy, but I was thinking, you know, myself. I mean, that would I don't want to laugh at it. That would be bad. I would not want the electric grid to, to go out because we plug our toaster in. We toast every morning. We like toast and stuff. I mean, our electric is is such a blessing. Our electricity is a blessing. Um, I like my electricity. I don't want to start a generator up like Cornell and run my stuff. I like to have it. So it's a blessing. But I don't think that if the electric grid ever goes out, that's going to be a sign of Jesus' return. I just don't think so. But people have a tendency to say something bad is going to happen. That's, that's it. That's it's a human nature to say, this is the end. This is it. My experience is bad right now. It must be the end. But it's not, not the end. So, I'm not making light of suffering. That's not, it's not funny. It, people have suffered. It's not, not okay. The uh, devil doesn't have to pay for it. Um, we're, we're not, we don't want to make light of the virus. A lot of people have died and have suffered. And we don't want to make fun of it or make light of it at all. It's, it's, uh, it's real for those people who've suffered it. So, we lift them up right now in Jesus' name for healing all, anybody who's got the virus. Uh, and those who've lost loved ones, and for those who are in the front lines fighting this thing, it's real for them. And we lift them all up to, to you, Jesus. We, we, we lift them up, and we declare that we're going to get through this. And those who've lost loved ones or who are suffering, we speak healing on them, we'll get through it. They're, we're going to the other side. There's a storm in the middle. On the other side, there's a deliverance, like that possessed man. I believe for us, globally, all of a sudden, their power that they they thought they had, although you know, to we're talking de not people. This is demons, demonic powers. 
the power they thought they had over the globe to bring this one final thing. It's not their final thing. They're going to be defeated just like they always are. They're going to all of a sudden find their balloon fizzing out because all of a sudden, like I was reading reports, like they're, um, the hospitals have nobody in them. There's, you know, I was reading on the news yesterday, a number of hospitals in Florida and, and a lot of places, just, there's nobody there. They've never had, you know, maybe one case. They're going to have, they're supposed to have 10,000. They got like one. It, it's not, it's all of a sudden it's going to lose its, its appeal. The, the whole thing's just going to like, it's, the air's out of it. There are a few places that have, have a crisis. I'm not making light of it. it. There are places like that. But the majority of places haven't been like that. So all of a sudden, they're, uh, they have to change the subject. You're going to find yourself back to work, back in church. Things are, they have to find somebody else now. You know, they'll, find, they'll, find, they'll come up with somebody else. They'll lose that battle too. He loses every battle. Remember, the devil loses every battle. Why? Because Jesus conquered everything at the cross. He's, he's, he's losing every battle. And every time he, every time he does this, it's just, it puts him farther behind. And his punishment will be ever greater. It's, it's just, yeah, he's done. Uh, we're just in the middle of a, of a process. We all know that God could snap his fingers and just make a command. It'd be all over. He's got the power to do that. But why would he do that? That would be no fun. It's like just doing everything for my children instead of letting them be part of the, the process and part of life and, and conquering things and growing up. You know, it, it's, this is, we're, we are part of the whole global scheme. Absolutely we are. So we, so we are called, you know, he told us to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. Uh, he told us to do those things. You know, he said, you heal the sick. That's what's so interesting. You do it. He didn't say pray. Well, he, yeah, there's there's a thing. There's The scriptures do talk about praying for the sick. That's not. There's nothing wrong with praying for the sick. But he specifically did say that you do it without including the words pray. He just, just do it. Speak it. Say it. So, okay, here's another one. Let's break this apart a little bit. He was sleeping on the pillow. And they woke up and they said, don't you care that we're going to die? And he said a couple things here. Well, first of all, he said, let's cross over to the other side. And the next thing you see him saying is, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, to the sea silence, be still. And he spoke. And there's such power in his words that the, the sea calmed down. And he said to them, why are you afraid? I don't think it's because he needed to know. He wasn't asking because he was trying to get out an answer. You know what? I'm trying to figure out why are you guys afraid? I really need to know. He didn't need to know. He's, it was for their, to get them to think. Do you still have no faith? And then they were terrified. And they were, I, 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 that part I can't figure out. Why were they terrified after the storm was gone? That doesn't make any sense. And they ask one another, who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. It almost speaks to me like our fears are so futile, so pathetic. 
They were afraid when it was stormy. Then when it was calm, they were still afraid. Fears. Do you know what the word fear, uh, there's an acronym for that, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. It's, the fear is not real. It's fake. It's from the devil. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So, who gives us fear? Well, the devil. So, everything he does is a lie. So, every fear he gives us is a lie. Every fear he gives us is a lie. All fear is a lie. It's the same, same category. Fear is pure and simple lie. He's a liar. He's the father of lying. And, and God has not given us the spirit of fear. English language is a little cumbersome because we have this thing about the fear of God. So it's, it's hard to describe it because it's, it's a different word. I mean, it's the same word, but it's not, a, it's not the fear that the world gives us, that the devil gives us. So we're talking about the fear that comes from, from the dark side. So we, our words are so powerful. I just believe during this time we gotta we keep our eyes on, on the Lord and stay close to Him. And that's the most important. There's nothing more important than having our our devotion set on Him, twenty four seven. It's just we gotta have that. Everything else comes out of that. Everything else is almost secondary. It's not. Um, which do I choose? I mean, be close to God today, or uh, it's that's that that's it, you know. And we find ourselves going this way, you know, all the time. Like, just got to come back, back to the vine, all the time. Go this way a little bit, come back. It's none of us are always just perfectly right there. It's just like, like a little dog. Well, it's not ours; it's Brina's dog. But I pretend that it's mine. We're going along, maybe she wants to run off and says, nope, got to come back here. She comes back here and uh, she wants to run off in dangerous places and she got to be with us. She can't go running off. She'll get eaten by a bird or something. She's so small. But so that that's, that, that, that's it, you know. He wants to do miracles through us. He wants to do to do uh, exploits and uh, things that we can't, we won't expect. He wants to do the unexpected. That we won't, it would be surprised at him. That's what he wants to do. I just know so many times where I had fears of many, uh, you know, Philip, I had, I was kind of afraid of Van Horn. Because the first time I heard the name, it scared me. Jim Van Horn. Like, whoa. I, I imagine this. Big cowboy, just, I don't know, wearing a, a pistol or something. He just, he was a harmless old man, wasn't he, Matthew? But um, the name scared me a little bit. I remember having a little fear, like intimidated by the, by the guy before I met him. You know, um, that's just crazy. Why, why would I be concerned about that? That's a customer we build a house for. But we have all these imaginations; they're just ridiculous. You gotta take them all captive and put them where they need to go. Yeah, I remember one time I 
we're, we bought a piece of property. This is years way back. Bonner's Ferry. We had several pieces of property. Sold one, got another one. And it, and the thing seemed so crazy to me. It was a lot more money than we had and just thought we couldn't do it. I argued with God and Rebecca for about six months. I kept saying, you know, we can't afford it. We can't do this. I actually said those words, which you should never say. If the Lord asks you to do something, you can do it. Never mind if you can afford it or not. That's beside the point. He can afford it. Maybe you can't. But it was those things I was saying out of my mouth were hindering the whole thing from happening. I just, I just flat said, no. I was, I was completely scared. The, the, I'm not going to give you any figures, but it was more than I have ever dealt with in my life. Um, piece of property. It was, it was, I mean, look at my bank and look at my, what we're tr trying to do. I can't, I can't do this. It was way, way scary. So just know this. It was way above my comfort level, way up here. And I was, if I would have continued on that track, we wouldn't have done it. Because I, I would have been fully convinced that we can't do it. It's too scary. But I finally, Rebecca wouldn't give up. And I felt like the Lord wouldn't give up either. And I finally had a talk with the Lord. And I just told him, you know, this is out in private. It wasn't in the house. Because um, it got a little loud, I think. I was, I was freaked out. I told him how I felt about it. I said, I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead with this. I'll, I'll, I'll do this. But it's your idea, not mine. Say you're going to take care of this. I'll, I'll move ahead. I'll sign the papers because I feel like you're asking me to do something I don't even want to do. I want to, but I don't think I, I can. I, I can't do this. But I felt like it was strange. I felt like I'm supposed, we're supposed to do it, but it looks there's you know debt. There's all kind. There's all kinds of things I don't like. It was there, but I was still supposed to do it, and so we did. But I told the Lord, I I said I'm not taking any responsibility for this. I'll sign it, but you're going to take care of it, you know, financially and everything. And he did. It was the easiest thing we ever did. It was unbelievable. Signed papers, that was the end of it. It was, there's no stress ever. It, it was like, it was weird. How did it even work? I, to this day, I still don't know how it worked. So I want to encourage you. So what that, that helped build my faith. Now I got to watch myself because I don't get scared of money very much anymore. I got to watch myself. Because I know what's possible. It's not that it's not as big a deal as we think. It's a lot of it's fear based. Um, and so, I want to challenge all of us. If there's, it, it, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Some people, you know, God forbid, but some people take a vow of poverty or something. I mean, that, maybe there's a place for that. I'm not really into that, but maybe if someone's called to something like that, like giving everything away and doing that. Then they need to follow need to follow God there. That's I, I'm good with that. But but that's not that doesn't mean your neighbor is going to do the same thing. We have to follow where the Lord has each one of us, and it might look wildly different, different seasons, different times, different. I mean, someone's called to be a monk. Probably not in this room, but and there are there are people called in these crazy places, and there are others called to launch out more adventuresomely. I feel like that's kind of a journey that we're on right now, but we have to follow the Lord. You know, we there's everyone we can't compare ourselves to one another because we are not in the same. He's on purpose not doing the same thing with each of us. He's not going to. Now, corporately, we have the same mind, we have the same spirit, same heart, 
but individually, there's, there's, there, we're wildly different. I mean, some people have a little, some people have a lot. Some, it is all these different places. You got to be where the Lord has you. So, just to encourage all of us, whether you're looking for land or, or I mean, some people are you know, place to build or what, you just trust the Lord. <clears throat> and then when you're clear with it, move into it. Move, move up, move on it. Don't be scared about it. If the Lord's saying it, it'll, it'll, it'll be easier than it'll be the easiest thing you've done because He said it. And it'll be not so easy if you don't do it. I mean, whatever He said, asks you to do, and you're clear on it, He'll take care of it. It'll work out. And and we can do more than we think we can with Jesus. With we can do more than we think we can if if we're following His direction. That's the main thing. You might think, well, this direction right now seems really weird. This does not seem what I had planned. Usually it's not exactly what we're planning. It's something different. But if, if he's in it, it'll, be, it'll take, it'll happen. So that's all I got. Michael, you got anything to share? Add, close. Why don't you close it? I didn't pick anybody to close this thing. So you take a few minutes and just share and close it. While you were talking about the enemy having his thing over the world or the globe, and it's like a balloon with the air going out, but it's also it's because his people are being united more and more and because of the prayers. So let's remember our prayers mean something. Yeah, um, you'd mentioned something earlier about the, you know, just the idea of just stopping something, you know, everything, business work, or, or just slowing down, and, and uh, yeah, that was really good. That was something that's hard to do sometimes if you're trying to make things happen, is to just stop doing it and just not do anything for a little bit. But this, uh, the last month or so, tried to do it a little bit more. I always try to do it, but it doesn't really happen. And it's been really, it's been good. I've actually appreciated. The thing hasn't been from God, but he's allowed us to capitalize on it by just, yeah, spending you know more time with the family and, and doing important things. So I'm actually thankful for it. Um, another thing I was just thinking of this morning, Grace and Jesse um, are countdown for like a month or so and I just wanted to tell you guys um, really appreciated your just your relationship and seeing the integrity and, and really really excited for you so just felt like giving them a hand this morning it's getting real close so, um, enjoy being a part of your life so yeah okay you want me to just pray over here yeah are we eating? I don't think so. Right? Yeah. Okay. Father, we just thank you for, for your goodness and thank you that your presence is always with us and in us and over us. And uh, thank you that we can gather again and be together physically. And uh, yeah, thank you for the worship, Lord, and just the, the hearts and, and the people that are putting the time into it, um, the worship team and, and for the message you gave LB. 
and uh, thank you that our rest, our hope is in you, our provision is in you, and uh, um, there's, there's no striving, there's no, uh, you're actually, you're building your church, your bride uh, right now, thank you that we can be a part of it, just uh, thank you for a beautiful day, amazing weather, spring coming on, and we just honor you, and uh, thank you that you'll be with us wherever we are. We just thank you for your blood in Jesus' name. Amen.